0: I don't think you can close high-ticket clients effectively through rapport just because they like you. You like need to guide them through a series of questions, make them understand where the gap is so that they'll actually know that they need to sign up with you because like, what else are they going to do?
1: You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 364. Today you're going to discover an AI advantage to use for attracting high-quality leads. You ready for this? Let's get started. Hey there, entrepreneurs and business leaders. It is your host, Melanie Benson, authority amplifier to expert-based entrepreneurs. And uh, today we're going to be talking about AI. And this guest I've known for many, many, many years, and I've just loved what she is doing and how she's making sure to keep the authenticity high while taking advantage of a really powerful content creation tool. So get your pen and paper ready. She dishes a ton of really great tips and strategies you're going to want to use. And before we jump in, I want to check in with you about another lead generation strategy that you probably know by now is one of my all-time favorite. It has been proven to attract some of my most favorite clients over the years and easily has brought me um, $100,000 a year. And it is one of the best ways to tap into the million dollar visibility stream that already exists inside your competitors and colleagues who have your audiences already built. And that's being a guest on podcasts and shows. Now, if you know this is a strategy you're meant to start doing, or you know that you're doing it and you're not getting results, then you're definitely going to want to go download My scorecard that covers 17 of the most common mistakes that experts, coaches, consultants, service providers unconsciously make that turns their podcast guesting into a complete waste of time instead of the profit generating, lead attracting. System that it could be for you. So if you head over to melaniebenson.com forward slash magnetize, you'll be able to download the 17 mistakes that guest experts make that cost them the lead in the client. Go through the scorecard and check out where you rate yourself right now and watch for the tips and techniques that I share to help you turn this very powerful system into your 24 7 client attraction machine. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, Amplifiers. I have been looking forward to this conversation for quite some time. We are talking about the AI advantage today. And if you've been curious about AI, if you've been uh, starting to use AI and ChatGPT, then guess what? You are in for a masterclass today on how to use AI to attract and convert high quality leads. Let me introduce you to a really amazing guest her name is Lindsay Anderson. She is a master business coach. She's had 20 plus years in digital marketing as a business owner and entrepreneur. She's a bestselling author and she's a podcast host. She's the founder and CEO of the Build and Monetize Agency, the premier marketing agency for coaches. And with her in-depth knowledge of lead generation and conversion, Lindsay excels in helping coaches create high converting enrollment systems for their coaching programs, which ultimately help them sell them out. And I think, Lindsay, one of the things you don't say here, but I know you do, is command higher prices for their programs. Lindsay? I'm so excited for today. Can we just talk a little bit about how we originally connected? Because it's such a fun
0: story. <laughs> I love it, Melanie. Yes, thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, you want me to tell that story, or are you can? Yeah, tell it? please.
1: I want to hear your version of the story. Okay,
0: okay. Well, I met Melanie. I met Mel. I had the honor of meeting Melanie over a decade ago. She was the headlining speaker at an event that I went to by Jim Palmer. And she got up and spoke. She came in on the last day. I still remember she comes in on the last day and she completely blew my mind about and her message that day was you can have everything you want. You don't have to pick. I want to be a mom and a successful business owner. You can actually do both. And I remember that it really blew my mind. Like, oh, I only thought we could have one here. So that along with many other lessons, I heard her keynote there. We were able to connect many times afterward. And you've just been a real inspiration. I really appreciate your message.
1: Oh, thank you. I I still remember that moment, and you know the little emoji where the the little head is like blowing up, like it's got like it, little pixels. <laughs> like that's kind of like what how I picture that moment is like your your DNA rewired, your brain uh, imploded a little bit, but man, just watching you just flourish and thrive and grow this extraordinary business. I mean, you already had great success, but now it's just like. Limits off and uh, it's been just such a joy to watch. So well done. and we are gonna have a hot conversation yes, with all are. of this um, amazing energy we have. So yes. let's let's talk about AI. and you know, this is all the rave this year. We've seen AI come from like some some tools that people are familiar with to being the talk of our industry. Why do you think AI took off so quickly um, the way it did this year?
0: Yeah, so in the in late 2023, November, ChatGPT really came on the scene. And, you know, AI was around before that. You'd have tools like Descript, Canva would try to do some AI stuff for you. But when ChatGPT rolled onto the scene, its latest version in late November, for us as business owners and content creators, it was like mind-blowingly amazing because ChatGPT's real real sweet spot is creating human sounding like text. And so for content creators, like this was a dream come true because you could just type in a few sentences and out would pop like millions of lines of amazing content that usually you would take hours and hours and hours to create. So everyone jumped on that because we're always looking for a faster, better way to do stuff. And that's how you get, like, that's how you make more money. So we all jumped on it.
1: Yeah, they that old saying, "Money loves speed." And then I just want to check in. You said uh, it came on the scene in October twenty third, but I think you met October twenty twenty two, right?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I did. It's only 2023 okay. right now. Yes, that's correct. It Melanie. feels like it's
1: already next year. <laughs> twenty
0: but... twenty four, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, just so everybody listening in uh, is uh, on the same page with us. It it literally made of a planning huge leap. Today. <laughs> yes. Oh, so you already are in twenty twenty four. No wonder. Yes. <laughs> okay. And you know we've heard about a lot of tools like ChatGPT. We just recently had the founder of CapShow on our show, which is a, an AI tool for show notes. I was originally familiar with Otter AI, but now we've just seen so many tools in so many different ways, all the way from art to uh, presentations to like you talking about Descript with being able to create these amazing short videos that really command attention. Now we're going to talk about how to dial this in and attract high quality clients using an AI tool like ChatGPT, unpack that for a little bit so we can really understand what's possible there.
0: Yeah. So first I want to put a warning out there, okay? You don't want to be rolling up to ChatGPT and typing in like one sentence and then having it spit something out like, hey, write me a blog post, okay? Okay having it spit something out and you go putting that on your website or on social media. Like, please do not do that. You will sound like a bot and everyone will know that you did that. And so the way, if you're attracting high quality leads, it's going to take a little bit of work on your side. And so I like to teach this called the twenty sixty twenty 20 rule of ChatGPT. Okay. is gonna be the inputs that you give ChatGPT. It's all about context. And just to give you a frame of reference, when I'm creating marketing materials, whether it be for myself or my clients, my prompts are like 50 lines long. I keep these things in a document. I have one for like what my perfect client is and what my programs are and what my methodologies are so that I can copy and paste the information into ChatGPT, and that becomes my prompt. That's 20% is like context, the stuff you give it. Then the good news is, is that ChatGPT will do 60% of the hard work for you. It will do 60% of the heavy lifting, speed you up by over 60%. We'll keep it at 60 for this interview. But then the final 20% is you've got to read that. You need to put your own magic sauce on it. Make sure it sounds like you and add some feeling, add some emotion because ChatGPT doesn't have that. And so when you approach ChatGPT, knowing that it's like, I'm not just going to copy and paste and this is the winner and this is everything, but like it takes some work and it's a skill set to learn and it can only do like 60% of the work. And you understand that then you can get a whole lot more out of ChatGPT and the marketing materials that it creates. Hmm.
1: Well, you just opened up this like, Oh, Pandora's (laughs) box for me, right? Yeah. (laughs) So first of all, we're talking
0: about high
1: quality clients. Let's just sidestep for a second and let's just define what we mean by that. Because I think that people could have their own definition of this. What do you mean by attracting a high quality client?
0: A high quality client is somebody who has the problem that you solve and is ready to buy. At a Mm -hmm. higher ticket price point. And by higher Mm. ticket, I mean, I don't want to be selling $29, $39 programs. You cannot generate revenue. There's a place for that online. But I'm talking about real transformation that you're making for people and like a a real dollar amount that can actually improve your bottom line.
1: Yeah, good. I'm glad you defined that because I think what happens for so many people is... And I was, ta- I've been talking to a lot of people these last couple of weeks about um, enrollments in my program, and it's very interesting how confused people are about marketing, right? Especially if this is not their bread and butter, this isn't the yeah. conversation they're having all the time, and they think they're doing activities that are marketing, but they're really not. So, and and just because someone's showing up at your door saying I'm interested doesn't mean they're a high quality potential client. It just means they have the problem. That doesn't mean they're ready to invest in it. So. What you're talking about is creating content that actually really attracts the people who are that sweet spot. They do have the problem. They are willing to invest and not just invest money, but invest top dollar to solve that problem with you. And I think that's like what makes this really exciting is we can figure out how to reach them with tools like ChatGPT. So what, when you're talking about prompts and things that they might put into the tool, what are the kinds of output that we might be deploying? Like maybe give us a couple examples of where this content may live or what kind of content are we talking about here?
0: Yeah, so um, I use ChatGPT within the agency and for my clients for all content, pretty much. It can do improvements on all content. So that means definitely email marketing. Any emails you write, it can improve as far as sales go and clarity goes and grammar goes. I'm talking about website posts. So if you have podcast show notes, you definitely want to be using ChatGPT for that. I'm talking about social media posts. Absolutely be using it for stuff like that. So Actually, we use it for all of our content marketing. We run everything through ChatGPT to see, hey, what are there improvements that we can make um, and and how can we improve? And ChatGPT is a really great sounding board for those kind of questions.
1: Mm. Yeah, I really found value in taking concepts that weren't flushed out very well and like plugging it in and getting chat GPT's take on what would be a high converting subject line or a topic or, you know, give me a, uh, like a list of questions to ask about this topic. Right. Like I, I like to think of it as like a creativity Kickstarter, um, especially when yeah, my it's brain a great, is
0: stuck. It's a great <laughs> brainstorming tool. Yeah. One of my favorite thing, and I do this, like the best social media posts, I'll give you a hack here. Best social media post is if I do a talking head video, which we should all be doing, doing a talking head video, taking the transcript of that 90-second reel, putting it into ChatGPT and saying, Hey, ChatGPT, here's a transcript of a 90-second reel. Create me an informative Instagram post to go along with it using as many of my same words as possible. And so when you do something like that and it uses the words from the video, it really starts sounding like you and you don't run into this I sound like a bot. Everyone knows I've used ChatGPT here. Mm-hmm. So uh, doing stuff like that has really, like taking your own words and telling it, use my words, is a hot tip for you.
1: Okay. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you about maintaining authenticity. So if I, there's a few gripes that I know people have about AI and tools like ChatGPT. And one of them is like, okay, I can tell it's AI generated content. And I know a lot of the thought leaders that listen to the show here that I work with and I know you work with. That It's like they want to maintain their authenticity. They want to maintain their thought leadership. They want that personalization of tone and voice and their you know, way they might say something. And that's a great tip to do it. Do you have any other things that you've learned about using ChatGPT to maintain that?
0: Yeah. And so, and that really, it's a, it's a huge concern. Like I've even had clients be like, there is no way I will use that tool and water down my voice. Okay. But there is some, I know I'm being a little sarcastic here, but this is what <laughs> I have to something to say about that. Okay. Which is ChatGPT is here. AI is here. And it's a skill that I really recommend that everybody learns because it like, If you're not, your competitors are, and it's allowing people to move so much faster and you'll like get left behind if you're kind of caught up in like doing everything from scratch just because you don't wanna go and learn this ChatGPT skill. So that's Mm -hmm. number one. But number two, when it comes to using your own voice, just like Melanie said, the way that I even like, let's take email marketing, for example. I only want my emails to go out in my voice, but look at how much better ChatGPT can be. I sit down and I write one draft of an email. I just like let loose, word salad this thing. Okay, this is what I want to say to my list. And then when you give that to ChatGPT, along with a prompt that says something like, hey, ChatGPT, only edit this for clarity grammar, and punctuation, don't change any of the other words, and then create a list after you give me an updated email of everything you changed, then you can make your own calls on if ChatGPT has improved on your email or not. But every time ChatGPT has a recommendation or something that will improve my email that's
1: freaking hot. I didn't know you could do it. So now I have officially learned a new AI tool today. And so I want to just say that Lindsay, I I follow Lindsay uh, and her emails. I also follow Lindsay on social. If you are on TikTok, you must go right now and follow her TikTok, follow her Instagram, because her videos are the bomb. Like she's so good at creating engaging content and you know, you you will love what she does, and and I I can't could never emulate what you do, Lindsay. But it's so uh, enticing, it's so it's really good. And her emails are fantastic. And what happens when I read email, Lindsay's emails is I like oh my god, like I can see myself in her email, or I can feel like Lindsay's personality coming through. And so you telling me that you're using Chat GPT to clean those up and create more engaging content tells me like there is a way to maintain our authenticity and actually have more power and more punch with your words.
0: Yeah. Thank you for the compliments. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, with the emails, you know, usually it would be like, I'd write the email and then you got to go back several times to update the thing. And then you have a team member look at it. Like it just kind of removes all of that and you can sound very, very authentic. And so, um, yeah, you got to be careful to not sound like a bot because you won't attract those high quality clients that way, but kind of using some of these tools will allow you to do that. Yeah, I have other, I have one more tip. Can I give you one yeah, more tip please. Here, while we're yeah, talking about course. it? So I, I teach this thing called the three pillars of ChatGPT success, which will really allow you to stand out online out and use ChatGPT because here's the thing, when it comes to online I think it's going to get really, really crowded. It already has. And it's going to be really hard for our prospects to read our content and be like, is that an expert? Or is that just somebody who sounds like an expert? Cause they use chat GPT. And so this is going to be really, we need to overcome this as we're, as we're content creators and creating this content. And so number one, we have the human touch. I already mentioned this. Okay. Pillar number one, human touch. Go and add emotion to anything that you're doing because ChatGPT won't do it. ChatGPT doesn't know what it's like when you, like Melanie and I I just started this interview. Lindsay, how did we meet? I tell the story. Melanie's painting out this emoji. Like ChatGPT doesn't know that. So add a little bit of that and you won't sound like a bot. The humanness, the emotion. The second thing is infusing your expertise and value. So as an expert, I'm a 20 year veteran expert. I mentioned you have these really long prompts. I know who my client is. I know what their problems are. I have this huge prompt. So ChatGPT knows. And when you give ChatGPT that kind of information, the output sounds like you because it is your methodologies. It is your audience. It is their problems. And so you want to do that. Be very serious about those prompts. And then finally, the thing I want to mention is a strategy. If you had marketing problems before ChatGPT, you'll definitely have marketing problems after ChatGPT. So implementing those three things along with ChatGPT allows you to use it for what it's worth, Okay, 60% of your work, but don't be scared of it and don't swear it off.
1: That's really good advice. And, and you do really have to understand prompts. Like prompts are where basically make or break chat GPT. And if you're not using prompts and you're just getting kind of vague, generic kind of garbledy gook out of it that you're like, no way I can't use that. Then you definitely want to go deeper into learning prompts. Um, Okay. So I'm kind of curious. You mentioned how to use it in marketing. We've talked about some content marketing strategies, And you also mentioned how to use it in your sales processes. And I'm just curious, is there some specific things you're doing with AI that actually help you in the sales side of things?
0: Yes. So I'm a really big believer in... Having a sales script or a sales methodology that you follow, I don't think you can close high ticket clients effectively through rapport just because they like you. You like need to guide them through a series of questions, make them understand where the gap is so that they'll actually know that they need to sign up with you because like, what else are they going to do? And so as we put in our our sales scripts within ChatGPT and we have a conversation with ChatGPT, tell me how I can improve this. Tell me what other things I could say. Here's an objection. What are some ideas that I can come back with on this? It's like having a high ticket sales coach Right there with ChatGPT, you can have this back and forth consultation with ChatGPT and it can give you a lot of really great ideas. So we've updated sales scripts and how we approach objections just by using ChatGPT and our expertise, knowing that what it gives us is good information and really applying that to our sales process.
1: Shazam. That is hot. I don't know why I started saying Shazam. Like all of a sudden, like everything is Shazam. You should
0: coin that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, Shazam is a music uh, finding service. So I think somebody's got the trademark on it, but <laughs> we'll have fun with it here on the show. <laughs> um, I love that. And so I was thinking, as you're talking, have you started using it around your webinars or doing any of your longer training videos?
0: Okay. ChatGPT, Melanie, is a more organized version of myself. Okay. So Mm. if I want to host another launch and I'm ready to do an update, then I take all of my launch information that I've used before or my scripts from a previous webinar, and I give it to ChatGPT. And you got to tell it, hey, ChatGPT, this is a webinar with an outcome of, I need high quality people on an enrollment call. Tell me how to outline the data. Tell me what some ideas are of things that I can talk about. This thing is the best for brainstorming stuff like that. And then outlining like a template for what, for how you should follow. So all the time, absolutely. I don't plan a training without asking ChatGPT, what is a logical way of like outlining this thing? And then I go stick my expertise in all the places.
1: Okay. So you're using ChatGPT. I know you're using Descript, which is the video software. Uh, I think you're using transcription software. We've been bouncing between Otter, Fathom, and now Zoom has dropped their version. (laughs) I don't know if you have a favorite on that, but is there any other really hot tools we should know about in this marketing and sales using
0: AI? You know, those are my main 3. I like stick with like the original ones, you know. There is a lot out there. I'm not really into learning new pieces of software. If something is working and improving like that's where i'm going to spend my time. so mm-hmm. chatgpt is definitely the most popular one. it gives really good results. i don't see a reason to like look around it. really it really the paid version specifically satisfies my needs. you want to get paid. like that's the latest version.
1: i was just going to ask you if you recommend getting the paid version versus it's the free twi- version. you know,
0: Millie, really, i call i call chatgpt The VA, you never have to pay. So you pay it $20, okay? And then, and that's my tip. You like treat it like a team member, okay? If ChatGPT gives you back crappy content, treat it like you would a team member. Instead of saying, you're fired, that content sucks, okay? You'd say, you know what? Actually come at it from this angle. I didn't really like what you said here. I more meant this. Have a conversation with it and see what it gives back to you
1: so yeah train it. Buy it train it train your va train your chat va there you
0: go yes
1: <laughs> uh, i feel a new ta- uh, software coming on right and <laughs> just out of curiosity have you heard about the google chrome plugin that lets you if you've got the paid version that lets you use chrome or a uh, chat gpt right inside your google doc
0: I have heard that. I'm sure that's all coming. I mean, it's all it's like that's what I mean. You can't run from this. I view AI very much like when social media first came on the scene. Like it's not going away no. and you're going to wish you picked it up.
1: This is just going to get more refined and more accessible and there's going to be more people that are going to um, you know, be able to tell you their version of it, but you know, Lindsay, you've been in it since the beginning and I think you've got this nailed down. Okay. We got to talk about the pitfalls, maybe things to watch out for when using ChatGPT or different AI tools in the side of the business. What are you seeing there?
0: Well, first of all, the first thing you want to watch out for is that all ChatGPT does is it is... it is. N- it takes all of the data it has and assumes it knows what the next word in a sentence is. Like it doesn't know what it's saying and it can do, it can do this thing called hallucinations where it's making up crap as it goes along. And so if you're just pulling from that, then your information will be false. Like I would not trust ChatGPT, at all there's like stories out there of like attorneys asking chatgpt about court cases and using them and they didn't even exist so you have to fact check number 1 like do not trust this thing just use it for what it is um the second thing that i think is a real big concern is if i give it my data then You know, like I have um, my brother-in-law is a doctor and they're not allowed to use it because he's a research scientist because it then owns your data. So here we are again with a big concern about privacy. There is none. It owns your data. It can use your data. For me in content marketing, like all of my stuff is out there anyway. So great, but I'm not going to like roll up and give it a bunch of like personal information because it owns it.
1: So one, uh, just take it for what it is. Don't allow whatever comes out to be gospel. You need to fact check. And two, really make sure that you are um, recognizing that you're feeding this machine that has all the master data in the world, right? And I, it was funny, like when Chat G- for GPT first dropped on the scene, I actually asked it to pull, like, what do we know about Melanie Benson? It was mind-blowingly accurate. And I have oh, never it fed it a thing about myself. <laughs> so um, yes, I think it, I think we're at a point where there's an interesting range of thoughts about our thought leadership being fed into this uh, machine. If it already exists online, it's already accessible by ChatGPT and the other AI technology. If you're feeding it new information, just know you're feeding the machine and you want to be really aware that, at a certain point it's all going to be enmeshed in this great content aggregator out there called ai yes yeah anything else you want us to know about ai
0: uh there was one more thing i wanted to warn about and that was that uh using other people's information right so part of the success pillars of using ChatGPT is making sure you infuse your own expertise and value. So make sure like, if you want to stay on the up and up and be like totally authentic, make sure what it's spitting out is yours and that like, you can claim it for your own because that is other people's information. So I just want everyone to be aware of that as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I, I've heard some scary stories about some AI tools being created where they're literally saying write my copy like this famous copywriter or that famous copywriter. And there's no remuneration going back to these people. And yeah. it's like, um, hello, <laughs> talk about intellectual property people. So yeah, I think there's a, there's a, you know, make a commitment to be ethical, to fact check, to really make sure that this is representing you, not like tapping into other people's way of doing things like be you, be authentic, use it as a content spark. Use it as a way to clean up your stuff. But yeah, there's a line in the sand, right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: You know, you mentioned several times the importance of prompts. And what I know about ChatGPT specifically is the quality of the output is defined by the quality of the input. And you have a resource that helps people with this. I would love for you to share how people can get access to it and what it is. Yes.
0: Yeah. I highly recommend it. It is a, it is a, a PDF full of my favorite chat GPT prompts. I bring up knowing who your perfect client is, knowing what their problems are. So I kind of outline all of this in the document because this is how you actually get authentic sounding content from chat GPT. And I walk you through that, in my special guide. So in order to get your hands on that, all you need to do is head over to lindsaya.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-A.com slash chatgpt
1: Cool. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. And if you're even remotely considering using these tools, uh, download it, because again, it's going to save you a lot of time. It's going to save you a lot of frustration. And you know, kind of murking around with it, trying to figure out how to feed the machine the right things, like just learn these great prompts. Lindsay's been testing this for a while, so she's got some good ones. And um, yeah, you'll start to find that you're going to get a much better output and it really will speed up the process of creating good content. Okay, Lindsay, I've loved this so much, but you know, I got to ask you some of my favorite questions that I ask every guest. We kind of opened this conversation today with a little bit of personal about how you and I met, but... I want our audience to get to know you, the entrepreneur, the bold, amazing mompreneur that you are. And I would, I'm would i just so curious how you're going to answer this. What would you say is the boldest thing you ever did that ended up amplifying the success of your business?
0: Well, it happens to be the very first time that we met, Melanie, believe it or not. Okay. I was struggling in business. I'd been running a web development agency unprofitably for five years. I was a hundred thousand dollars in tax debt. And, uh, my daughter was on the way, my first child. So I was six months pregnant or so. And I got on an interview with Jim Palmer and he was like, I can help you out. You should fly out to San Diego next week for this live event. And like, I was at the end of my rope. Like I am obviously not being successful here. And like, this is it, this is what I'm going to do. And so I did. And you know he introduced me to people like you and the world of coaching and the world of how to actually build a successful online business introducing me to so many amazing people and so you know it was very it was scary because i didn't have the money i was already 100k in debt and the irs was coming to tell me ask me how i was going to pay that so um <laughs> that was definitely it
1: i love that you shared that i w- i i was in the middle of of watching this unfold for you. And I remember us all like holding space for you going leap the nets here, like on the other side is this amazing clarity and community and connections that will have your back. And, you know, it's hard to see when you're on the fear side, looking into it and going, Oh my God, will it work? Right. But when you get on the other side, you're like, why did I wait so long? Right. Oh. And so thank you for sharing that. And I, I think a lot of people can relate to the scariest thing we do sometimes is when we don't have the money or we don't know how to get the money, and but we need the thing, making that leap of faith and jumping in is powerful and scary and it works. And you're living proof of that.
0: Yes. Yeah. And you know, on the flip side, also along that, like it wasn't even just the plane tickets there. Like Jim's program was not cheap either. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it was a big investment and you're right. And I feel like life serves you up these situations, leaving you with no choice because it has given you so many chances to make a different choice before. And you still haven't made it. So it makes you like, okay, girl, you have no choice. And then that's when you finally make the choice you should have made so many years before.
1: Yeah, I think that's what that that bold moment of courage, right? It's like I'm insane and I'm doing this because it feels like I'm supposed to do this. And and again, congratulations on trusting that moment because it served you very well. Sure okay, has. well, I I don't I th- we kind of already set this question up, but let's see how you answer. What is one thing? You wish you would have done it sooner because now, you know, man, it was like going to move the mountain for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, the easy answer to that is like you hire an expert, like you can't be an expert at business building and everything else that you guys are trying to do. Like there's just not enough time in the day. So you always hire an expert. That's number one. But I think if I, if I get a little bit more granular on that, something that I wish I would have done sooner is really understood the power of sales And learning the skill of sales and that just because people like you or because you are charismatic and personable, that they will buy your stuff. And they really don't, especially with coaching when you don't have a t-shirt or a car or a product behind you. And so really understanding the process of sales psychology and sales is something I wish I would have learned long before. Hmm. Because I mean, sales is the revenue that drives your business. Yeah. you learn if sales, you're... you can sell anything, and then you'll be fine.
1: That's what I was gonna say. Like selling it is your fuel. Like you yes. think if you'm a good marketer, like you said, the rapport, I get a great referral. But honestly, you still have to really be masterful at selling because people um might recognize that you have expertise, but sometimes they are not ready to make the decision, but they're struggling and they need you. So, learning how to sell helps guide them into making decisions that they need a little help making so and that'll help you raise your
0: prices like we talked about like mm-hmm. it's everything for a business like we're here to make money oh obviously we're here to change lives but like you can't do that unless you can get paid
1: i love that lindsay you're so awesome i'm i love what you're doing with your marketing you're you're <laughs> engaging you're inspiring I've loved watching your journey and thank you for bringing so many great insights around being authentic with chat GPT. And as you're listening in, I would love wherever you're listening to this, let me know how you're going to integrate the authenticity in AI, if you're using it and go grab Lindsay's ChatGPT marketing prompts playbook, lindsaya.com for such ChatGPT. And that is right there in the show notes for you as well. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here.
0: Melanie, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you.